0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Come on, you guys ready for the songs that made us? Come on. Very exciting. Man, I hope you come ready for God to ride a new song in your life today. Man, we're in the fifth week of this series, and I'm telling you, it has been on fire. And so we started out with Ain't No Grave, went to oceans, to I can only imagine, and it is well. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, it's been good. And if you missed last week or any prior week, yeah, listen to this series. It's just something from my heart. Okay? So today, we're going to dive in. We're going to have fun today. We're going to start a little different. And so uh, I just need you guys to reach into your pocket, reach into your purse, and grab a $100 bill. Come on, somebody. I'm just kidding. Get out your keys. Who got your keys? Get your keys out right now. Pick them up. I want to hear them jingle. Get your keys out. I want to Do this. this. Is your he do that with it too? He. All right. I need to see who has got the largest set of keys. That's what I'm looking for right now. The largest set of keys. Let's see. Nah, no, not yet. He's, hey, you might be a runner-up on the. Look. You brought the whole purse. There's a cat attached to that key. All right. Okay. Adam, come over here. What do you got? Let's see your keys. All right. Oh, okay. Your wife's keys. All right. Yeah. Come with me. Come follow me. your keys. You think you're the largest keys. You were close, but no cigar. No, no. What do you got here? A Ford key. We're not doing that. I'm just kidding. Oh man. That's good stuff. All right. All right. Over here in the corner. Come here in the blue. I forgot your name. We you introduced yourself earlier. You got a large set of keys right here. You've been hiding them. I saw them. You've got a bottle opener. Just kidding. All right, come over here. Meet up here with Adam. Come here. Everybody in the middle right here so everybody can see. I like this. you got everything. All right, hold the keys up. <laughs> this is my wife's what? keys, by the way, y'all. She's, by her, she's back here in the back row. See her back there facing red? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, right. That's right. These are your keys, dude. Are you, are you like a prison guard? She is. Custodian? Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> All right, I thought you had a chance, but there's there's no chance. This is this is it. All right, give it up to the, the two on the outside here. Thank yeah, you so dude. much. You guys can be seated. So, Adam, you're get, I'm gonna pick on you then. So, so much pretend. I don't pick on April. She didn't come up here. So, oh, okay. well, you wouldn't know the answer to this question. April, yeah, come, here. Yeah, come, yeah, come here. Yeah, come up here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, give it up for April. Come on. She is so embarrassed right now. Like, what are you doing? Why would you treat me this way? Unreal. Yeah, there you go. All right, so out of all these keys, uh, Scott, got to know which one is your house key? Um. I'm just curious. Right here. This one, okay. I'm going to try to remember that. All right, now which one's your favorite key on this ring? I don't know, car key. So it goes to the Porsche? No, it's not the Porsche. The Ferrari? No, right. that, that's this key?
1: It's a VW.
2: Oh,
0: okay, cool. Is there any keys? There's so many um, that you don't know where they go.
1: There might be a couple a couple there. keys I'd probably go to like the back door or something some of you don't know <laughs>
0: lawnmower maybe i bet I, I made a friend of the guy in the first gathering i told him that's a gym locker key he didn't know who it was <laughs> it's all good my wife she has two keys in her key ring and one of which she didn't know where it went come on somebody <laughs> it's so true like i don't know what this key goes to i'm like what do you have to do so hey can i borrow your keys Sure. Is that okay do you trust me can i borrow your keys come on <laughs> all right thank you guys i love it there this This is like a weight. I can't even put this in my pocket. There's so many keys. I wasn't going to store it, but I'm I'm just, just shackled down with these keys. So I'm assuming all these keys go to something valuable, all right? And most of the time, we lock our stuff up this valve, right? We have a password, we have a code on our safe, and we keep it away from everybody else, including you all. Come on, somebody. Don't you to touch on our stuff. That's mine. It's private, right? There's something I'm going to do with that. I want you to get in my stuff, my business, my things. And I'm sure these keys go to something valuable, because I know April, I know Adam, I know there's a, wake, there's a there's got to be a Wave Runner key on here somewhere. Come on, somebody. There's some, You know there, there is, you know what I'm saying? There's something really. I know there's, a, there's some good stuff on these keys. And so uh, I just want you to know these, these go something valuable. These aren't the most important keys you have. These aren't the most important set of keys you have. And so I'm going to go ahead and take these off your hands. I'd put in my pocket, but I appreciate the help today, April. That's really nice of you. I'm going to take that with me. I can't even get my pocket there, so I need to bring a purse, a a Immerse in rules, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's a Baptist joke. We'll stop there. All right. But these keys are not the most important keys you have. You know, today we're gonna talk about something that's different. Last week we talked about speaking out to God, talking about by God's voice, everything can change. When God speaks by the power of his voice, everything is different in your life. Every star knows the name of Jesus. Every circumstance in your life knows the name of Jesus and bows to the name of Jesus and he's in control of everything. We can trust him with our lives. But today we're gonna look in. We're gonna look at what God is doing inside of our hearts. Maybe the chaos and the noise in the anxiety some of you guys aren't sleeping then there's areas in our life that we have not given to Jesus that there's certain things that we're holding on to maybe some pride or some stuff and so today we're going to talk about giving our keys to Jesus giving all back to Jesus and this song that we're going to sing today is birth out of this see these keys are keys that are circumstantial this may determine what your hobbies are some of you guys got a, 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 wake, a wave runner, maybe a wakeboard boat. Some of you guys got one car, two car, three car keys. Come on, somebody. You got a key to your house. You got a key to your condo. Come on, somebody. Nobody there. Cool. Maybe one day, right? God bless you. Whatever it is, right? Uh, maybe your hobbies, right? Who's got a race car key on their key ring? Anybody got a race car key? Nobody. That's too bad. Who, who's got a sports car? There. Come on, somebody. Hey, somebody today has a key to an airplane on their key ring. Put your hand high if you've got a key to an airplane on your key ring. Come on, put your hand up. Where's Victor? Victor, there, his hand is in the air. Come on, you just made 100 new friends. Give it up for Victor. He stole those keys, by the way. I'm just kidding. He's got a little 150. It's awesome, dude. I love it, love it. But you got keys that represent things in your life they are all circumstantial. Maybe how much money you make and who your friends are, all this stuff happens. But the keys to your heart are all positional. It's who you are in Christ. You choose where you find your significance. You choose what you love, amen. You choose what you're faithful to. You choose your value, not because of who Jesus is who you are and whose you are. You determine those keys to your life. It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter what title you have, what position you have, what job you have, what skin color you have. It doesn't matter what country you live in. It matters nothing, but you control the keys to your heart, the position of Jesus. Today, is all about a song of surrendering all of the keys to your heart to Jesus. And April's got a lot of keys. (laughs) She's got a lot to give to Jesus today. And this song is birthed out of this season of surrender. The song that we're going to sing today came out in 1998. The song Surrender came from a church called Soul Survivor Church out of Walford, England. This church said their worship became routine. It was kind of like rinse, wash, and repeat. They show up, sing three songs, and do a poem, come back next week. The worship was stale. They were like searching for the meaning of worship. And so the pastor did something absolutely crazy. Like he stripped down the worship to, 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 to basically just the voices. He got rid of the worship team and said, come back in a little bit, take a few weeks off. He took the uh, worship, all the, uh, the audiovisual equipment, unplugged the lights, took the speakers, put them in the closet, and said, hey, we're going to show up with just our voices for the next few weeks. People show up that next Sunday, and they're like, what is going on? Did the rapture happen? like, you want me, me me, to lead worship? <laughs> People going to hear me? Come on. They didn't know I can't sing in tune. And they showed up and they started to sing and break out and worship. I love what the pastor said about this church. He said to his church, to be producers in worship, not just consumers. Like, ask this question when you come in. You better be ready to bring an offering to God. Like, just don't come to church to sing a song. Like, don't come to get something from Jesus. Come to give something back to Jesus. Offer something back to God. Give God your life. Like, don't show up to sing a song or watch a band But worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Like, we're not just going through the motions. The last four weeks, we've been talking about all these things about God. But today, we're going to dive deep inside our hearts. We're going to say, God, we're going to surrender to you. We're going to give it all to Jesus. We didn't come to watch a performance. We came to perform for Jesus. Like, we were just going to give ourselves to God. I mean, he said it led to some real embarrassing silence, but eventually people broke out an acapella cappella singing. They began to experience Jesus in fresh ways and hear worship differently and refocus their object on, of worship onto Jesus instead of a stage. Amen? That Jesus is the centerpiece. There we got somebody. You're, hey, I'm telling you, you guys preaching. You shout me down, it makes my preaching better. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you, we didn't come today to, to worship because we heard a song. We always are worshiping Jesus. Worship is our response to who God is and what he's done. And if God has done something in our life, we're worshiping Jesus everywhere. Not just on Sunday, the music is great. Come on, somebody. We love the worship on the set. There you go. It's gonna, it's, I'm telling you, we haven't got started. It's going to be good. But I'm telling you, it's our response to Jesus. And they found out it's all about Jesus. He commands a response in the depths of our souls, no matter what the circumstance or setting. This is what learned this season. And so this song was burned out of the silence, like when it was stripped all the way to nothing but Jesus. This song is actually playing in the heart of the worship pastor in that church. Just spur of the moment, he was in his bedroom getting ready to go to bed. This song came in his heart. He wrote it down, put some music They began to, to bring it into their church, and all of a sudden it began to change the face of worship across the world, starting in England. This song is a song that God can have every key. I can take every circumstance, every secret area of our life. There is no longer a no trespassing sign to areas in our heart. We're going to give it all to Jesus. It says this in Colossians 3. It says, since then you have been what? What's the word? Raised with Christ. Did you're a new creation. Like on this earth, we don't straddle the fence to heaven. We'd have one foot in heaven and one foot on earth. No, you've been raised with Christ. You're a new creation. Your feet are planted in heaven. We're just passing through in this earth. And so we're gonna give all our lives to Jesus, all our breath to Jesus. He says this, set your hearts on things above. You are no longer a part of this world. And said, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Don't put, your, don't put your dreams and your heart and your ambition and success and all your satisfaction and, and all your worth and the relationships and the things in this world. And all the things we're possessed by our possessions and stuff and money. Don't put these things in Jesus. Why? For you died and your life is now hidden with God in Christ. Is that incredible? You may walk around this earth, but guess what? Your friends may not know, but you are hidden in Christ. Amen? There is a song in your heart. There is a joy that comes from Jesus. Like you're not walking, carrying all these chains of insignificance and shame and burden and feeling like a leftovers or feeling worthless or used. No, no you're coming to Jesus because you're a new creation. Today we're going to offer it all back to him. This song is dedicated to those of you that are holding on to things in this earth, desperate for the things of God, but you're still holding on to the things of earth holding on to money, holding on to stuff. And today, I want us as a church, man, mean, just to surrender ourselves to Jesus. We're gonna bring way more than a song when we sing this song. So I need you guys to get to your feet. We're gonna sing this song. It came out 23 years ago. Hard to believe it's been 23 years. Most of you recognize the song if you're a Jesus follower. If you don't recognize the song, that's great. You're gonna learn a really, really good song today. This song's been covered by countless bands Performed many, many times. Changed the face of Christian music and Christian worship. Came out 23 years ago. This is Matt Redmond's The Heart of Worship. Come on, let's give him more than a song today.
3: faith and all is stripped away Lord I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within then through the way things appear you'
0: Come on give God a shout of praise I love that song of surrender you join me in prayer father we surrender our lives today God without the music God without the lights without the stage God you'd find us worshiping you God. With all this stripped away God God I pray for somebody who walked in today that's been going through the motions somebody who's just been singing a song somebody who's been afraid to give them whole selves to Jesus Maybe somebody doesn't knows nothing about Jesus. I pray today, God, that we'll be sorry for the way we've made it because you recognize your grace and your goodness, and today we leave fully surrendered to you. God, we offer more than a song this morning. We praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it to God one more time. I still can't get past these keys. It's <laughs> insane. Man, I love what Matt Redmond wrote in his bedroom. He said, when the music fades... And there's nothing else. It's all stripped away. When it comes down to it, and I simply come, I love the idea of simply come to Jesus. I don't have much, God, but what I do have, you can take it. Like, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the money. I don't have all the character or charisma. I don't have all the talent, the skill, and leadership. But, God, what I do have, it is simply yours. I'm just longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. You know the greatest thing you could ever give Jesus is yourself. It's a great thing give God. Like he controls a cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills too. Jesus has everything. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your intellect. He doesn't need your business. But Jesus wants you. Isn't that incredible that the God of the universe that spoke every star into existence wants you? Like he can't make you worship, but he could if he wanted to. But he chooses not to because he wants your heart and only you can give Jesus your heart. Only you can give God the keys to every part of your life. And so the song declares, I'm gonna bring you way more than a song, Jesus. Oh no, I'm bringing myself. For it's not a song in itself that you've required. You search way deeper within. Through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I love this. You know, us as human beings, we weren't spoken into existence. We don't fit into all the phylums and kingdoms, all this stuff that you classify different animals in the world. We're the only the only thing created by God that was intimately formed by Jesus, we talked about last week, how he formed us, intimately made us. We did something very unique. He knelt down next to this unliving creature, just formed the dirt, shaped like a human, and breathed in the breath of life. And the very first thing we breathed was the breath of God. And from then on, we were called to give our breath back to Jesus, Amen. We were called to just give God our praise and to serve him with our lives, but we ran from God, but God is looking in our hearts, searching for all of us, not the pretty side of us, but every piece of our heart, that we're going to bring Jesus more than a song. So I tell you this, that Jesus wants all of you, that there's no orphans in the kingdom, that Jesus wants all of your heart and all of your heart and your heart and your heart and your heart, and nobody else can give your heart to Jesus but you. Like, if you want to start a revival, you can just put a circle on the ground and say, God, just use the person in the circle. Like, you can have all of me. It's one of the greatest things you can ever do with your life is surrender to Jesus. Like, every piece of you. Matter of fact, Jesus is always looked into our hearts. Matter of fact, he showed this in the New Testament. He was on earth, and he looked into the religious leaders' hearts, and it says this in Matthew 15, verse 8. He says, these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are where? Far from me. Like these people came ready to sing a song, oh, but they didn't worship me. Like these people came to receive something from me, but they didn't come to repent. Like these people left the same way they came. These religious leaders, they didn't want to worship Jesus. They wanted Jesus to affirm their vision and their satisfaction and their hearts, and they came empty to Jesus. With empty hands and empty hearts of Jesus. And it says this, they worship me in what? What's it say? In, in vain. Like we can go to church and we can sing songs and not worship Jesus because our hearts are far from Jesus. Matter of fact, this word vain, I used to think it said worthless. But that's not what he says. He hears your worship. But what he's saying is, it means this. You're worshiping God, but we still love ourselves. You know, this whole life is a race to die to ourselves. This whole life is a race to say it's not about me, but it's all about you, Jesus. That you must increase and I must decrease. There's a way that is good to a man but is wrong. Like we can show up and sing a song and make a a mistake that a production or singing replaces true worship. I'm speaking to my dream team, come on. Like we did a Sunday, we did three songs, but that's not the point of why we sing, is it? We sing to give all of ourselves to Jesus. I love this about Jesus—that Jesus always comes ready, but oftentimes we don't. That Jesus wants all of our hearts, but sometimes we're not ready to give him our heart. It's amazing that Jesus wants all of you, every moment of your life, that any space, and any place, at any pace, you can give yourself to Jesus. He allows that. Isn't that incredible to think about? My best, one of my best friends, Brandon Dobson, he came to Jesus. Check it out, in the most awkward place ever. Come on, somebody might know this story. On the toilet, come on, somebody. Jesus did some work. I don't know what was going on, but he needed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus can work any place, any pace, in any space. He can work in your car. He, he, can, he can work where you're doing on the mower. I Man, I love we get here early, we pray, and I walk around and pray over the seats. Like your seats have been prayed for this morning. Because well, God's gonna use it. But he didn't use just Sunday morning, we come up here and sing some songs. That's not worship. Worship is when the object is Jesus and you surrender yourself to him and say, God, I'm so grateful for who you are and what you've done. Yeah, you can have all of me. Like I made a mistake this week and put it on back of myself, but Jesus, you can have my life. Can I tell you that Satan will do everything he can to distract you from the object of your worship, Jesus. That If he just gets you thinking about yourself long enough, like if he just gets you shackled to possessions, like if he just gets you clicking on things you shouldn't click on, around the wrong friends and living for popularity, he'll do it every single time. And this is my story. When I was growing up, I was 18 years old. I came to Christ. I knew Jesus. I need more of the change. But this is my story. At 18 years old, I had one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. Like I I was addicted to stuff. You know, you know, the world teaches you newer, nicer, shinier, bigger, better. Man, mean, I was going to live for money. At 18 years old, I graduated high school, had a full ride to college so I could go pre-med, so I could live for myself. And it's not wrong to be a doctor or nothing, but for me, it was all about the money. Like, if I just have enough stuff, i would be happy. So I was just shackled in my heart. Whoops. Come on. I'm failing. I need some help. I chain myself up anymore. feel like Paul preaching in chains. Come on, somebody. 18 years old, I come to Jesus like this, worship Jesus. God, you have my heart, Jesus. I'm singing in church. But you know what I'm secretly doing? I'm thinking, man, if I can make enough money. Man, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I want everything, man. You had an above-ground pool? I had an in-ground pool. Come on, somebody. Oh, you have a waterfall? Mine's by a waterfall in Belize. My stuff is nicer than your stuff. I thought it was all about stuff. I literally, I was, I, was, I was sold out to the American dream at 18 years old. I knew Jesus. A lot of you guys are in the same spot. A lot of you guys are doing, there's a war going on between what's on earth and heaven. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do, and your foots are just getting stuck on earth. And we're holding on, and we show up to the Sunday in shackles. Matter of fact, 18 years old, I was addicted to internet pornography. I show up, and I sing, Jesus, I love you. You have all of me. I surrender. We were singing old school hymns. I, was a, I grew up in a Baptist church, right? I tapped the pew. I was getting into it. You know what I'm saying? Was one of those churches, you know? You didn't raise your hand to be shot, you know. This is what it was. It shot you jury looks, you know what I'm saying? Like that. You didn't do that kind of thing. But I was I was shackled on the inside. Nobody knew. It was the darkest corner of my heart. I had locked the lock and thrown away the key. There ain't no way God was gonna look at that. Like I I I, I can't get past it. And the shame and the guilt and the weight. I'm telling you, you can only carry these chains around so long. Just tell. Just come up here and hold it. I'm telling you, there's this weight just on your soul. And some of us, I mean, we're, we're addicted to ourselves when it comes to social media. I mean, our status, how many followers, how many friends, how many shares. I mean, what popularity. We, we, everybody has to like it. Man, they have to just like us. man. This there's this guy, Nathan Finch. I've been reading his book again. It's called The Three Keys to Success. He said, the greatest people in your life to stop following God are not your enemies, but the people right next to you. The people say, you'll never make it. You'll never be good enough. These people speak into your life this voice of shame. You've seen the movie Soul, right? And the guy just speaking all the shame in his soul's life. And for a lot of us, we're coming in with chains, and we don't realize it. Like, we walk, we've been walking the church, and really, we've been loving ourselves. It's so easy to do. There's always a battle in our soul. There's always a chain that we have to break. It's real easy to do this. Man, sometimes we can put a stake in our heart. That says, this is private property. Keep out, God. This is our secret. We've been struggling and walking in this for a long time. And if we, can, we can honestly, in our hearts, if we're real honest with ourselves, sometimes we like being the victim. Like, sometimes we, we like it when we, people feel sad for us. Like, it's been really tough. Oh, man, pity, pity, pity. Like, we, we, secretly, we want to earn enough money so people like us. Like secretly earn enough money so we can have all the things we want, all the toys, right? You know what I'm talking about? Anything that has an engine? Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? We want, it. We want it, all this stuff in Jesus. Like just what we do, we secretly want this. And we are, don't know it, but you're being possessed by your possessions. Like we just want our own agenda sometimes. Like God, you can have this, but not that. And we often can love accolade. If people think it's good, well, it must be good. Oftentimes it's the complete opposite. We can choose comfort over the mission of Jesus. But I love Jesus because he's looking into our hearts today. Like, who are we that God would slow down enough to look into our hearts and want all of us? I mean, I want to encourage you with this verse. It's found in Galatians 1. It says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. That's a good word when you're carrying some chains, amen? Grace and peace Those are words that don't exist in most American families, in our hearts. Look at Jesus who gave himself for our sins to what Help me out, to rescue us from the present evil age. I love this, that Jesus just didn't save you from the hell that you're going to, but he saved you from the hell you're going through. Like he saved you from this burden of life. He saved you from these broken relationships and all the pain and the bitterness and unforgiveness and our significance is found outside of Jesus. He saved us from that. And Jesus on the cross, if you've forgotten what it said, he says that he gave himself for our sins. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, he whispered the word testelestai, which means it is finished and everything changed for your life. No longer were you held captive by the shackles of sin. That the locks are open, and today you can say, okay, Jesus, shame off me. You're right. I'm getting rid of this. Popularity, I don't need you. You're getting off me. You can give everything to Jesus. Depression off me. No, I'm not. I'm full of hope in Jesus. Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm still in this world, baby. But I'm gonna, I know God has a better plan for me. You pain off of you, insecurity off of you hurt off of you, bitterness out of you. Today, you don't have to carry those keys. All these keys. All these keys. Come on. Just say, God, you got it. Just take my keys, Jesus. You've already unlocked the locks. I'm no longer shackled to that weight. Why am I carrying that? do not the Bible say cast out every weight of sin that so easily insets us and us and holds us back from the things of God? That our performance, come on performance off me. I can tell you what, we can give Jesus our Sundays, but it's hard to give Jesus our, our performance or achievements. We often want to say, God, look what I did. Look what I did. And our own power and our own strength. And I love what he says, according to the will of God, our father, to whom be glory forever and ever and ever. He died for your sins. He set you free and you can give your change to Jesus because you're forever changed by his power. You no, know, Jesus didn't come for the Instagram version of you. He didn't come for your Facebook version of you. He didn't come for your best day of the week, for your greatest achievement. When you got the kids all smiling after you took 50 pictures for Mother's Day next week, he didn't come for that. Jesus came for your chains, amen. He came for your worst day and the worst moment, your darkest pit the thing you're struggling with in your heart. He wants to see it today. He already died for it 2,000 years ago on the cross. He wants all of you, and I want to declare today that your deepest wound, that hardest part of your heart, is your greatest opportunity for God to do some healing in your life. It's your greatest opportunity. When you say, okay, God, I'm done. It's the end of me. I've tried it. God, just give me your strength. And God will do something supernatural that you can't do on your own. You're struggling with an addiction? Well, who's fighting that battle? Are you struggling with depression? Who's fighting that battle? Are you struggling in a relationship? What weight are you carrying? Just give it to Jesus and he'll do a healing work in your life. I love what it says in 1 Peter 5. It says, humble yourselves. That's a lot harder than it is. <laughs> humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. It's an incredible piece of scripture. That if you want your life to have significance and worth, and you want your life to have meaning and value, it's not found in your ability. The Bible says that God will lift you up in his time. He says, humble yourself. That means you gotta get low. That means you gotta say, less of me and more of you, Jesus. Like I've ran this race and I'm tired of running. I'm tired of singing the same old song in my heart. I'm tired of being defeated. I'm tired of being a victim. I'm tired of giving up on myself. God, I'm giving this song to you. Just get out of the way. I love what James says. His half-brother wrote the book of James. He introduces the book. He says, James, a doulos of Jesus. That word in Greek, means slave. Can you imagine introducing yourself a slave to Jesus? That's how low he got. Just get down on the bottom part of the ship and say, God, I don't know what you're going to do with my life. I'm going to start rowing for you. Amen? I don't know where you're going to take me, but I'm just getting out of the way because only you can do this. It's all for you, God. I'm bringing you way more than a song today. What does it say? We go back to that verse. Second part of the verse says, cast all your anxiety. This is how you get humble. You cast all your anxiety and all your fear and all your worry on Jesus. For he, what? What's it say? He cares for you. That all we do is just take our keys and say, okay, Jesus, I'm not gonna throw it. They're freaking out. I saw hell. It's awesome. Okay, Jesus, I'm just going to cast my care on you. I've been running this race. I've been going through the songs. I've been singing on Sunday, but I haven't been getting to worship. You had these today. Just take your fear. Jesus is big enough. He wants this. I love what Casting Crowns wrote years ago. They still produce music, but since we're going old school, we're going old school. Casting Crowns said this, Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name? Like, who am I that Jesus would know Sean Hamilton Petrie of Birchwood Court in Raymore. Come on, somebody. Like, who am I? I'm nobody, but God wants to know me, and God loves me, and God wants to know you, and he knows your name. He wants all of your heart today. Who am I that you would care to feel my hurt? Who am I that the bright and morning star, this is Jesus, would choose to light the way from an ever-wandering heart? That's why we got to surrender every Sunday. We surrender every day. I mean, Paul even said, I die daily. And he was talking about physical death. But there is a death of surrender every time we take a breath, we give it back to Jesus. And Matt Redman said this in the song that we sang earlier. He said, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And I'm going back to Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I love this repentance. He said, I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. We've made a lot of things, haven't we? If we're real honest, I know I have so many seasons of my life. I mean, sometimes I didn't realize it until later. That made it about me. And so it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. But what if today we invited God into our lives, to every part of our heart, to search it, to know it, and we just give ourselves all to Jesus? How different would your relationship be at home? What kind of joy would you walk out of here if you just get rid of some chains? Come on, somebody. How different would you be if you just hand this to Jesus? Every part of me to you. I mean, look what it says in Psalm one thirty nine twenty three. It says, "Search me, God, and what? Help me out. No. That's a dangerous prayer. I mean, there's significance in that prayer. If you want life, your life to count, you better pray that prayer. Because all of a sudden you're like, okay, God, you found it. Because there's something in here that's just of me." And I just got to get low and out of the way. It says, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That is one of the most powerful prayers you could ever pray. That's going to change your marriage, amen? That's going to change your future. That's going to change your dreams. You've been dreaming these earthly dreams, small dreams, but not God-sized dreams. You start praying that prayer, all of a sudden your vision is expanded to the kingdom of God. All of a sudden, what you have is enough. All of a sudden, your life is significant. That you can be proud of what God is doing. That this world is in your home. You have some hope in the middle of COVID and chaos and a stud talking $15, $20 for a, a two-by-four. When the world is crazy and the government's crazy. and All this stuff isn't going the way you think it should go. You can have hope because you're not in this world. You know, what if God took a spiritual x-ray of your heart today and you saw it? Put up on the thing. And he circles right here. What is that for you today? What's glaring on the x-ray? Like, you know it. Nobody else knows it. Nobody else knows these chains in your life. Only you know those chains. And God wants to take it away. I love this, how the song ends. It says, I'll bring you more than a song. Come on, somebody. I'll bring you more than a song. You know what that means? I'm bringing you more than a song, Jesus. I'm right-handed. Here we go. I'm bringing you more than a song. I'm bringing way more. I'm not singing today, dude. God, I'm giving you my heart, my addiction, my pain, my suffering, the things I'm, I'm finding my satisfaction in. Jesus, you can have, you can walk out of here and give just way more than your song. Come on, somebody. It's way more than a song. Give all of me, Jesus. Can you imagine walking out of here and being free today? Not free because you're saved, but free from the weight of the world on your shoulders. You say, okay, God. I'm bringing you way more than a song today. You know, I was 18 years old. I told you I had one foot in the world and one foot in heaven. I was addicted to pornography. I was in love with stuff. Had a full ride to a school to get my pre-med degree so I could be making lots of money. And God spoke to me. And In that moment at a camp, I decided, okay, God, you're going to have way more than a song today. Way more than a song. Like I'm done living for stuff. It's not going to make the difference. I need all of you, Jesus. I surrendered my life to Jesus. It changed my life forever. I would not be doing what I'm doing today if I did not give all of myself to Jesus, way more than a song. Matter of fact, I made a huge change in my life. I gave up a full-ride scholarship, went into Bible college. Ain't nobody in the world doing that. Come on. And that's how I knew it was from God. But nobody else would do it. It was only for Jesus. It's like, okay, God, you got to show up because uh, I don't have any money for this college. You know what I'm talking about. Parents are like, don't preach that message right now. <laughs> but that was for me. There's nothing wrong with going pre-med, nothing wrong with making money, but that was not. That was an idol for me. I had to drop at the feet of Jesus and surrender to him. When I was 28 years old, I'd been on a missions trip to Columbia. I came back and I realized that every part of my life was about me. Like I was just going through the motions. Like I was in this place where I was doing the work of God, it was a full-time ministry, but it was not being the work of God. Like I had done stuff, my own power, my own strength, my own ability to just coming out of my life. I had owned a, a company at the time. I was doing landscaping and painting and like home remodeling, and stuff like that. I did it for years and years, almost a decade at that time, working hard, doing this different stuff. But it wasn't the vision. It wasn't the, the call that God had in my life. And I came back from that trip and said, okay, God, this is not from you. And I sold my company. I got rid of that stuff. I went into it the business world it's like, how do you get rid of it? I just followed God. It wasn't easy, but I listened to his voice and I surrendered. I gave him more than a song when I went on that trip. I was 31 years old, and God whispered into my heart, You need to plant a life giving church in this city. No team at this point, no money, nothing. I said, God, I'm going to bring you more a song. I told Diane, I said, God is asking us to do this church. She's like, What are you waiting for? It. She's like, Way more faith than me, sweetheart. But I just surrendered to God. I mean, look what he's done in three and a half years. Come on. Significant things have happened by just a surrendered life. It's not about me. I'm not really special. I'm an average person with a deep desire for Jesus. That's all I am. It's not even about me. I don't care if you remember my name. It's all about Jesus. Tomorrow I turn 36 years old. Come on. Yeah, I did it. 36 is a hallmark year for nothing. Matter of fact, I had to do the math on it. I was like, well, how old am I? Birthday, oh okay, what's going on? You know, I'm at the point now where they make me a cake and a, they said it's a Barbie cake because they found it on the Diane's Barbie cake. It says Barbie on it. I swear it says Barbie on it. I was like, it's one, I'm not even gonna get any because I got so many kids, you know what I'm saying? They got one box. So that's what you get when you get 36, you know. Do you hey, but I love it, right? But 36 years old, my greatest gift I can give is just to surrender myself back to Jesus. You know, every time we sing a song at church, I'm not here singing the song. Like I'm here worshiping Jesus. And oftentimes we can just stare and go, that's cool, man, I like that song. (laughs) Good job, job, team, you know, on that song. Like you hit the notes. No, no, what what does God do in your life? Like what are you surrendering to Jesus. Every song, every moment, every breath in your lung is an opportunity to surrender to Jesus. Can I encourage you, if you give God your wound, he will give God, God will give you his strength. If you just surrender to Jesus, he'll give you strength. I love what it says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. If you go old school KJV, it says, running to and fro. Like the eyes of God are searching for somebody whose heart is what? Fully. That was the most uncommitted, committed I've ever heard in my life. Is what? Is fully. Committed. That's what I'm talking about. It says you'll strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him that Jesus is looking for people who are willing to say, I don't have everything together. My life isn't perfect, but you can have all of me. And God says he will exchange your weakness for his strength, amen. And today you can leave here with a full heart of God, truly worshiping and your heaven, your worship hits heaven because your feet are planted here on earth. Your heart is focused on heaven today. You can leave forever changed. We're gonna bring Jesus more than a song. I love us fully committed to him. Jesus was fully committed to us, amen. 2,000 years ago, and we're going to be fully committed to him. We're going to bring Jesus more than a song. We're going to worship one more time from the stage today. We've got a couple songs for you, and it's going to be a little different. We're going to sing a song we haven't done before. You may have heard it. It's going to be a really good song, but it's all about giving your breath back to Jesus. Then we're going to have a moment of surrender with Jesus, and we're going to follow it up with almost an acapella hymn. It's not quite acapella, but it's there, and this gonna be the first time we've done this song in our church. And I believe God's going to use it. Can I encourage you, if you want your life and you want your worship to reach heaven, you have to let go of the keys on earth. Like if you want your life to be significant and you want something that's gonna be eternal, something that's gonna bring people with you to heaven, you're gonna have to let go of the keys on earth. Although it says in Colossians 2.20, it says, you have what, what's it say? You have, come on, that's exciting. You have died with Christ and he has set you free, from the spiritual powers of this world. That you died with Christ, your sin died with Christ. Every shackle was unlocked in Jesus. What this means today is that you are a dead man walking. Come on, somebody. You're a dead man walking. That means you have no personal agenda with this world. You have no dreams of this world. You you have no selfish ambition. Your satisfaction is found in stuff. It's not found in your bank account. It's all found in Jesus. And so today, we're talking about giving more than a song back to Jesus. I'm going to give you more than a song. So I want to invite you in this moment. Can you stand to your feet? Come on, stand up. I want to invite you in this moment. If that's you today, and you say, you know what, I'm going to give Jesus more than a song. We're going to sing these two songs. I'm going to give it all to him. Would you just raise your hands in the air and say, I'm going to give Jesus more than a song today. Come on, put those hands up high if that's you. I'm giving Jesus way more than a song. There's something in my heart. I'm. Giving. You leave him up. You can leave them up. There's no plan B there, there's no chains. I'm set free. And if Jesus gave his last breath to us, I'm gonna give every breath to Jesus. I'm giving way more in the song to you, Jesus. Come on, let's sing it out. Come on, let's give more in the song. Give all of you today. Come on.
4: You give life, you are love. You bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore, every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord, it's your breath. Send him to die.
1: Já
0: You guys just went on a journey with Jesus. Some of you guys gave more than a song to Jesus. You guys take, keep standing. Some of you guys took all your keys. Come on, somebody. A lot of keys. And you walked them to Jesus. Here you go, April. You can have your keys back. Come on, raise your hands in victory if you gave your keys to Jesus today. Come on. Put those hands up high. I give my keys to Jesus. Come on. You brought more than a song. Man, I love that. For some of you guys, this is the first time you brought all of yourself to Jesus. Some of you guys have been carrying the weight of sin and shame and guilt today. You said, you know what, Jesus, you can have all my life. Man, who is Jesus? Jesus, sinless son of God. He came 2,000 years ago and nailed every one of your sins to the cross and exchanged every one of your wrongs for his rights and today, you can know Jesus. Bible says that anybody who calls the name of Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. You pray with me, Father God, we come before you. I pray for that one person today that walked in, having no clue what they're getting into, the grace of God, and that the chains have changed their life. They're set free in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for somebody who gave Jesus more than the song today. They gave God their life. If that's you today and you say, you know what, I need forgiveness in Jesus. I need a fresh start. I need God to do a work in my life that only He can do. He can have my chains. i may made new I'll be forgiven and saved and changed. That's you. If that be looking around, Would you raise your hand high and say, I'll give my life to Jesus. Come on, put those hands up if that's you. I see your hand. Maybe I give my life to Jesus. Maybe you're online. I see your hand over here. Give my life to Jesus. If that's you, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you, but it's just your heart towards God and say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. I've been chained to this world. God, I've been living for myself, but today you can have all of me. You can write the song in my life. I'm tired of doing it my way. Thank you so much for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, you can have my life. I want to serve you. I'll give you more than a song today. I give you everything. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it all those who came to Christ today.
5: Come on. So many hands. Come on, give it to Jesus. Hey, you guys can sit for just a quick sec. Man, I want you to know if that's you today and you made that decision for Jesus, we are so excited for you. We want to be on your team. We want to walk that journey with you. So I've got a couple great next steps for you if that's you today. The first one is just let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. What we'll do is we'll have a team member reach out to you over the phone. They'll get you connected. Their whole job is to make you feel home here at Real Life, and again, help you in any way that we possibly can. We are so excited for you. Second great next step is this. If you happen to be with us in person on your way out of the worship center, at the back of the worship center, grab a red bag. Inside there's a Bible, a link to some other great resources. It is just a great next step just to get you started off on the right foot. So for everybody else, I got a couple great next steps for you as well. And Pastor Sean talked about... Set something down. And I don't know what that is for you, but I know that it is something. You've got a story. Man, we would love to hear it. Come hang out with somebody on our team. Find us out in the hub right after. We would just love just to hang out with you talk to you, pray with you, just cheer you on. Man, we know that God is doing something great in your life and we want to be a part of it. Come hang out with us. The second great next step is this, is that, man, if this is if you're new to real life, this is your first time here, or even if you've been coming for a minute and you haven't come to something called Next Steps, man, I want to invite you out. We've had over 150 new first-time visitors this year alone. And if you want to get connected deeper here at Real Life, Next Steps is the way to do it. And what it is is it's just in a class right after this gathering. Follow the signs, we'll meet you in the back come hang out with us. We'll share with you what our story is, what God's calling us to do here in this community. And we would love to hear a little bit more about your story as well. And we are called to surrender so many things to God, our lives completely, and that includes everything in it. And so generosity is part of us surrendering to God. And so if you're new to real life, I want you guys to know that this gathering is our gift for you. We want something for you, not something from you. But if you call Real Life Home and you want to surrender to God in this area of generosity, you can do that in three different ways. The first one is you can go online at reallifechurchkc.com, click that giving tab. Number two, you can text any amount to 84321, or if you'd like to use a cash or check, you can drop it in the giving box at the back of the worship center. Take a sec, check out this video, and see how generosity is making a difference.
6: Mother's Day. Just gonna help you out because I know a lot of you guys forget these kind of things. But I've got a win-win-win for you. You can invite your mom and your wife and your whole family out to real life next Sunday because I got something special going on. They're gonna pass out chocolate chip oatmeal cookies and flowers. Come on, this is like a win-win-win. See my son back here. Train a child in the way she go. I just saved a lot of. Time and energy. But I'm telling you, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The kids are gonna make some stuff for the moms. So you're gonna make sure the kids come out. And then my wife's gonna be speaking and uh, it's gonna be good. She's gonna actually sing during the message. Come on, dude. that's like a John Gray move. Little verdict action. Like, you can't do that. That's just not fair for us who can't sing, you know? So you wanna come out, bring the family. And um, yeah, it's just one of those Sundays you're not gonna miss. But hey, keep the secret safe. Don't tell the women. Don't let them know. Don't let them know everybody's getting flowers and cookies. Hey, wait a second. Why did I buy flowers and cookies? All right, dude. I'm gonna eat the cookies. Don't tell anybody. I'm gonna bring these flowers back. See you later.
7: To speak on behalf of all the guys in the room and say thank you so much, Sean, for the reminder. Because man, that'd have been pretty rough if we forgot Mother's Day next week. Can we give a big thank you to Pastor Sean, guys? Come on, I know you're with me on that. Yeah, yeah, that could have been rough. But hey, if you need prayer today, I, I know there's someone I'm talking to in the room right now. If you need prayer today, do not be bashful. We have people that are going to be right up front that want to pray with you and for you today. So don't, don't, like I said, don't be bashful. Come on up and get some prayer. We'd love to just help you out this week. And uh, hey, next week, oh my gosh, it's one of those huge Sundays of the year, the hugest of the huge, Mother's Day. So bring your moms, bring your grandmas, bring anyone, bring the kids, like Sean said, it's gonna be huge. And let, let's do it right for these moms in our life, because we know the rest of the year, they really hook us up. Again, guys, come on now, let's, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, remember, I feel like the guys weren't with me on that, can we give it up for moms? Come on, don't leave our moms in the dust now. Ugh. Whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. You have a wonderful week. Come on up and pray. Let's go.